everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master Dave, and with me as always is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. How many of you thought our threat was real, that we've been, that we've been perpetuating for weeks? The show is over. We're done. This is just an announcement that we're done. Did you not read the description? <laughs> you said you were talking about Out of the Shadows. No! <laughs> yeah. So back after a week, we, we, we could not make anything work last week. No. Nothing No, worked. we really could Our texts were, it's actually kind of funny. It's like, hey, man, I can't do Friday. It's like, <laughs> I can't do the weekend, so see you yeah. next week. <laughs> I don't remember. What, what did we have going on? Was I, I was doing something Friday. Uh, and then I remember I had lunch with Shows how important f- our plans were. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I was out Friday. I remember I had lunch with a, with a friend I hadn't seen in a while on Saturday. And then I think we were trying to do Sunday. And for whatever reason, I think you had plans or whatever. And we couldn't do that. And well, then, I, can, I can go ahead and tell you how, how important my plans were. They're not very important at all, but very nerdy. Uh, at, I had some stuff to do in the morning. So I think my window was like between noon and 2. And then I was going to play D&D with a few people. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. And then we ended up losing power and didn't play anyway. But (laughs) (laughs) But at that point, it was already like 4 o'clock. It's like, I'm not recording now. I'm not even going to tell him. No, well, and it it, it didn't really matter. I mean, I was, I was, uh, I think by that point, I was like, I don't really want to. Well, the other thing, too, is I I actually. I finished that book that, it was Friday when I finished the book. And I was like cramming to finish it. So I really wasn't even paying much attention to the end, honestly. No, I'm with you. And well, I just, it it wasn't. I wasn't in it. No, I I get that. And well, I actually had to cancel on on my buddy Chase. Uh, these are the voyages because we were going to talk about lower decks on Saturday, and like I had a few things come up. I was like, I'm not going to be able to make your time window, unfortunately. So I kind of got to back out, and, and then right. you know, and then again, I I had a I had a friend who I was going to hang out with too. So. Yeah, it was it was a weird weekend. I mean, it wasn't a bad weekend, but it was just like no, nothing no, just, really. There aligned. was no time for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And very, you know, after weird. how many weeks we've done this consistently, that's not a big deal. Well, I don't even remember the last time we skipped a week. I mean, even if we skipped a week, you always did a power half hour or something. Uh, so. True. Really, yeah, yeah, more I falls guess. on your shoulders than mine when we can't make something work. Yeah, but well. Uh, that being said, the, those like little half hour shows were on comics and you weren't reading the comics at the time. Right. Yeah. Now we're reading the comics. So it's not like, and, and listen, we're, you, you guys know this. We're not really like the, the clickbait, uh, theory channel. No, you know, and, and I don't, I don't really want to do that. I mean, not In fact, that some usually of those... one of us will get angry if we talk about theories. <laughs> yeah, true. Like. But like, I mean, some of them can be interesting and we've talked about a couple of things, but I, I don't, that, that would have been really the only thing I could have drove on. And I just don't want to, mm-hmm. I just don't want to do that with this That's show. It's not mean, in I, it. Why make the content, you know? Exactly. And I mean, I have buddies with other shows that we, that I could talk theories on with them and, and then they have their content, but yeah, we, we usually try and ground our stuff in, in something more tangible than, you know, the, the 18th time Kathleen Kennedy is supposed to be right. gone from Star Wars and, you know, Dave Filoni uh, ascended to the heavens and, you know, <laughs> and all that good sort of jazz. Oh, no, Dave's bad, you know, whatever. And, uh, and honestly, changing things up for us isn't the easiest thing either, because when you talk about like, 
well, we could do this book. It's like, well, do we have time to really dive into this book and properly right. digest it and then regurgitate a decent review afterwards? Like, it's kind of like how South Park makes their show once a week. You know, you only have so much time to prep ahead. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. But yeah, we're back. Back again. Again, we're going to talk about Out of the Shadows. Uh, written by Justina Ireland as a part of the High Republic. I guess this is technically considered like second wave, right? I don't think yeah, this is first I think we're wave in... anymore. Yes, and technically it's also considered uh, young adults, which I will argue till I'm blue in the face. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we'll get into that for sure. So I, I guess because we never really say this, um, there will be spoilers ahead. So if you haven't read the book and you really want to read it, don't listen to the later half yeah. of this, but I mean, to be honest with you, I think, um, I think we, we have some pretty strong opinions and I think I'm going to be talking more about characters than story. Yeah. Um, well, but what story? <laughs> well, true. But before we get into that, uh, so how's your, how's your week been aside from dodging two weeks, a show? Two, yeah. two weeks or one? No, week? I only care about this week. <laughs> Good. I don't remember last week. <laughs> no, not that great. Honestly, I had a, Pretty nasty sinus infection that started Sunday afternoon and Ooh. persisted on to yesterday. I finally went to the doctor Thursday, and they they really didn't even want to say I had a sinus infection. They just wanted to say it was COVID, and they didn't really, really? have a very good. Oh yeah, weird. Yeah. Well, I I gotten tested for COVID twice before I went to the doctor. Yeah, just kind of out of precaution, and you know my manager wanted me to do it because it's been spreading around our shop as well. Two people have COVID, so sure. first thing we thought. So I got, you know, I got violated in the nose a couple of times and was negative. <laughs> so I went there. I'm like, look, I just got tested. I don't think I have COVID. I just want to know what I have. Ton of symptoms, aches and pains, you know, fatigue, all that good stuff. Right. They're like, well, I guess it's a sinus infection. Here's some medicine. It's like, you, you guess. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, that, that is kind of funny because, like, I, I wonder... I wonder how certain doctors are handling that because not everything is going to be COVID. I mean, the sure. fact of the matter is, it just is that, can't, it can't be. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, me and you both have had like a history of, of like allergy related things and sinus infections. And like, for me yeah. in the past, I've had like ear infections and stuff like that. So yeah. it's not like everything is going to be COVID and granted it could be. And, and, and it's sure. a decent, it's a decent idea to be cautious about that. But yeah, I, I kind of do. I kind of I have to do a wellness screening for work at some point for my insurance, mm -hmm. so I don't have to pay extra. And I kind of need to get in to like, you know, check all the the crap, you know, that I don't really right. care about. Uh, <laughs> but um, at least I can go in there and like, you know, weigh less than I did the last time, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So oh no, I I have been punched in the face with the realization I need to start working out because I. <laughs> Dude. I finally got. I finally hit the two thirty mark, so I really got to start working on myself. Man. It hurt. It hurt. Well, you, you, you're you're definitely taller, and the funny thing, is, and this is like getting really in depth. The detail guys talking about our own details. For, for those the, guys that are trying to like, well, we have videos out there. I guess you don't have to sketch us. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Well, descriptors, the, you know. Well, the thing is, is like, so you're a little taller than I am, but I think both of us like carry weight like way better than most people do. So yeah. like I hide it in my thighs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just really, I've been lifting a lot. In this time. 
But no, dude, it's, it's one of those things. And I, I've even told other people this too, because I, I felt, you know, I felt that COVID weight pretty bad. And, uh, and then I just started going at it again, you know, basically doubling my activity uh, of what yeah. I was doing, you know, effectively rolling in at least 10 miles a day in movement, which includes, you know, actual workout routine, but just moving, getting off, uh, getting off your butt and on your feet, you know, lifting a little bit more, you know, I've had the rowing mm-hmm. machine for a while as well. But I'll tell you what, there is no quick cure for it. You just have to do no. it and you have to change well, your you diet. You get around. there quickly. You're not going to get out of it quickly. That's the way I look exactly. at it. And, and you, you, but important thing is diet. You have to change your diet around. Yeah. I, I find the intermittent fasting works really well for me. Putting the psyllium husk down there really right. helped out a lot. And then, um, you know, getting away from, from quick food, you know, making. Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, making your food. Um, mm-hmm. It just, it does, it does a world, it does a world of difference. Even like, even like with pizza. Like a homemade pizza just has so much less calorie count oh, yeah. than a pizza from a restaurant. And and this is coming from somebody who managed a pizza restaurant once for about a year. I love pizza, but mm-hmm. it is it's all carbs. It's all just mm-hmm. carbs. And the breakdown of carbs is a difference from breaking down protein and blah, 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 blah. I'm not a nutritionist. Don't take my advice. However, <laughs> it's good universal advice. If you're feeling lethargic, man, if you're feeling bloated, hit that intermittent fasting. Diet. Try it. Just try it, mm-hmm. and then you got you got to increase that that activity level. You just got to get active, yeah. whatever way you do it. You just have to do it, and then sustain it. And it's not quick for most people, oh, so no. just don't get habits are hard to form. It was hard. You know what? The way I look at, it, I never was really much of a fast food person, but since the move, the process of moving has made it very difficult to cook. So I've gotten into the habit of eating out a lot. Well, even where and- you were living. Uh, previously it was like it was kind of difficult for you guys to sort of just you know cook every day oh, yeah. too and now yeah. now that you've got moved in and you're away from sort of sort of some of the stress of moving and everything else i mean i, I think you're well on your way to you know to some better things there it's just it's just one of those things like driving the home, habits now <laughs> yeah driving home do i pick something up you know do i and i'll tell you something for that, having a rough day <laughs> <laughs> it, it, exactly. But I'll tell you, like one of the things that, that I've done is that instead of like stopping at, say, I don't know, just like w- we'll use Wendy's as an example. Go to the grocery store. Yeah. G- yeah don't don't real. do. Yeah. Don't do like a whole week's worth of grocery shop. Maybe go day to day. Like just go in. It's like I need I have to have food. What do I want? I'm going to make tacos, go in there and get tortilla shells and meat and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Just do it, do it every day or do it every other day. You force yourself to stay away from the Wendy's and figure out how you can cook quick meals too. Cause half the time it's just a length of time to prep stuff, you know? Right. And honestly, that also introduces, you know, buy pre prep food. You're saving the money on not going out to eat, save time. Don't cut it. Yeah, exactly, exactly, I've, for sure. I even had, like, the other day we were grocery shopping. I was getting mushrooms. Like, the price difference between pre-cut and not pre-cut mushrooms. I thought about it for a second, like, uh, it's more for pre-cut. It's like, but what is my time worth? <laughs> Do I want to cut those mushrooms? Do I want to clean them? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you there. And it's u- it's usually not that much of an increase in price. But, yeah, I'm with you. Oh, it was like 10 cents. Yeah, <laughs> it was exactly. a stupid amount, you know. But no, yeah, man. That, just... It's been a, I don't know, I'm, it's hard for me to stay in bed when I'm, unless I'm like dying sick, like man cold, yep. 
So I, I got some projects done. I built a little floating desk, so I have an actual recording area. Nice. You, you're the only one that will appreciate this. You can actually see me now. I have actual lighting. <laughs> yeah, I don't look true. like I'm in a cave anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. But got Good. some stuff done around the house, just little projects. So trying to nice. keep sane. Yeah, that's solid. And, uh, you know, we, we've, we were both talking before, the, uh, before we started recording about just things that we're going to try and get out and do. I, I, you know, we live in Ohio. So I went down and saw a crew game little MLS uh, soccer there, which was honestly one of the best times I've had in a while. I definitely want to look at season tickets for that next year because it was sick. Uh, so that was fun. I'm going to a Clippers game this week, so a little triple-A little ball. And then uh, we're both uh, chatting about getting Cleveland Browns tickets, uh, which we have to buy yeah. on resale. But still, I think we're going to tr- at least try and go to a game this year. Uh, we've got uh, – Coheed and flipping Cambria, you know, coming up in September that we want to go to, which is did I, I, when you mentioned that, uh, whatever, two weeks ago when we were watching the preseason game, it just made me laugh inside. It's like, God, yeah. am I really going to go see Coheed <laughs> after like almost 10 years or whatever? But yeah, let's do it. And yeah. then, um, I don't know. Well, you were, you, you're going to come up for a crew game. So we were looking at some mm-hmm. advanced stuff. So, yeah, we, we still need to get out on the trail at some point too, and there, there's there's a lot. I mean, I, it's it's uh, it's been so oppressively hot that that sucked, but I, it falls around the corner, and uh, some of my favorite time of year. I'll tell you this: I, I did go to the store yesterday, and the pumpkin spice is already out. Oh yeah, like the Halloween everything, candy was out. Everything. Uh huh. I mean, what are we doing? You I forget mean, which still- month you're in. I mean, it's it's still August. Yes, for another I was couple days. Beer the other, I was picking beer the other day. I grabbed a Yingling, and I was like, "Oh God, it's pumpkin it Yingling." Pumpkin? No, why is this here? Ew, <laughs> that is weird, man. That is so weird that we're, it's way too early for that crap. But it's already yeah. out. It's already out. It's nuts. I don't yeah. know what to do about it, man. Well, imagine when Christmas is going to start this <sighs> year, then. Yeah. Literally, well. like a week before Halloween, probably. <laughs> Well, and uh, unfortunately, with the economy the way it's it's kind of been, yeah, I'm sure a lot of retailers are be really looking to hit those hit those holiday numbers early and often. Oh yeah. So, I I don't know I don't know what to I don't know what to say about that anymore. So, but yeah yeah good good stuff though. So um, let's go ahead and get this book over with, man. Let, let's let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk Busted out of the shadows. Um, I think we can probably sum up the the story far, fairly quick. <laughs> can we though? I mean, do we know it well? Well, enough? It, well, that's <laughs> the other thing too. Is like it's now been a week removed of me even you know going over the book, and uh, I, I I have forgot stuff. But but essentially, what we have is we have we have a new Nihil plot, and. They are basically experimenting with gravity well generator, mm-hmm. which is kind of something we saw in the new Jedi Order with the uh, using Vong and uh, pull it that can pull ships out of hyperspace. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the sort of aftermath from um, Rising Storm, the attack of the Nihil. We have scenes on Starlight Beacon. Uh, we have the dichotomy between a young master or a young, well, Jedi Knight and her young apprentice. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. We have, um, you know, a couple of new characters, including Sylvester Yarrow, who is, you know, a scoundrel of a hauler, you know, and um, we have a little bit more into the sort of politicking between powerful families, the Santecas and the Grafts, mm-hmm. and um, it all moved at a literal snail's pace for me. It did. It really did. And I, I listened to this at 1.8 times speed on Audible, and it still felt so slow. It's only like a seven-hour book at that speed. I th- yeah, I think rough. in total it was like a 10-hour, which is definitely less than most of them that we've, we've been going yeah. over. Um, so I, I guess let's talk some character. No, actually, you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about rewrites here for a second because apparently yes. we've been pronouncing everything wrong, and it – I'll, I'll be honest, it graded at me so hard in this book. So the Nihil were, had been called the Nile, which Nihilist, Nile, okay. Yeah. I, I just really, it, it annoyed me a lot. We had uh, the Drenger, which we had traditionally called the Drengear. Yeah, which so, sounds so much better. <laughs> yeah, the Drengear. No, it's Drenger. It just sounds like a sound, Drenger. Uh-huh. It sounds like we're we're down in Louisiana in the bayou, you know. Yeah. Oh, actually, have you? You, I, I know you're not a big social media guy, and I'm very, very little, tiny bit on Instagram. But there have been these videos going around of these like college girls. Uh, you know, hi, my name is blah blah blah, and I'm the University of LSU. Yes, and, I've seen that. Yeah, you know, it's like go, go Tigers, you know, and, yeah. and they they they're like they're just like literally talking as fast as possible, and then you have right. like some Cajun dude talking behind yeah. him, you know, or something like that. Uh, it, it's it's it almost makes me think of that. It's like, hi, I'm the drinker, and I'm gonna beat you, and you know, it's like it's like mumble mouthing through a word. Right. So I yeah. thought that was kind of interesting. That and then uh, Marquion Row, which we've actually talked about before. That is what the uh, what uh, was it? Cavan? I don't remember if it was Cavan Scott or um, who is our other writer? Uh, Charles Soul. I don't remember which one it was, but one of the two of them had went on Twitter and said it that they wrote it to to be Marquion Row, which I which I, I personally I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, but it's not my choice. It, it, if it's if it's their character and they sure. want it, Marcion, I, okay. But I just I didn't really care for. It. I think Marcion makes more sense to me, just phonetically. Well, where, where's the other one that makes more sense to you? <laughs> yeah. Well, then we had I mean, uh, Pan, Pan, Pan Ida, Pan. not yeah. when, when it's been not Ada, Ada. Th- throughout this, which I thought was a very strange pronunciation. I, I didn't get that at all. Yeah. Like an Ida Idaho potato or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, what else? Was there anything else that we're missing pronunciation-wise? Uh, that was all that comes to mind. The, the, I, feel the like Nile... Sente- I feel like Senteca was pronounced differently as well. I don't remember. It was like Senteca instead of Santeca. I might be wrong there. But... Yeah, you know, you, you are jogging a memory that I won't be able to bring to the surface, but I think it was just the reader's, like, uh, inflection on yeah. something that they pronounced. It wasn't like it was pronounced differently, but it was almost, it was just her, her reading of it, which again... Mm-hmm. And we're I, so used to one voice, it's always jarring. Yeah, but, but I, I'm not discrediting the... Uh, actually, let me, let me give her a name here real quick. Because um, I, I really, I, I actually do... Uh, she had a good voice. I mean, it was, uh, it was Ke- good. Ke- Keeler Lee... K E Y L O R 
Keeler Lee. Sure. Why not? Uh, she is. She tends. It looks like she does a lot of uh, younger, younger kids. But she's done. Eh, she's done some things. Has anyway, she done anything else in High Republic? Doesn't look like it. Hmm. It doesn't look like she's done. Let me let me click to second page here. It doesn't look like she's done anything Star Wars now. She does some Minecraft books. Oh boy. And a book called Real Men Knit. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I almost wish I could knit. Now I can sew, like I can Mm -hmm. like sew things. But like knitting, uh, it's the patterns. Eventually, I would mess up that pattern. But yeah, she does a lot of like younger, younger kids uh, sort of thing things here, which is interesting. But anyway, so again, I'm not dogging her. I'm not saying that she did like a terrible job. It's just that uh, some of the pronunciations, which I assume are fed to her, were um, a bit jarring. The, the Nile, be, because we keep saying it so often, it just, it was like, I really hate this. I really hate this. Because re- to me, it, it'll always be Nihil. Nihil. Yeah. I only understood that translation when, or that uh, pronunciation when it was an actual Nihil saying it. Because, you know, you had quite a few that had like that gruff Australian style accent so Nile kind of made sense a little bit almost yeah. like a like a Kano in the Mortal Kombat movie type true. accent yeah true, I could see true. him saying that <laughs> yeah and again it's it's not egregious but it just it didn't really hit right for me the drink the the Drenger <laughs> that 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 was not interesting to me P- Pan Ida that didn't make any sense to me but yeah, Marquion Row is apparently what we're gonna. I, I might still say Marcion. Sorry, whoever. And it was that wasn't even the jarring thing. That's where it really became evident with our different reader, like his mm-hmm. voice. Honestly, I feel like I would almost like Marcion more if her voice always like she, did the talking for him. <laughs> well, well, she didn't do the inflection from the prior exactly. books. So exactly, the, which the I hate. kind of angsty, halting, breathy voice I need that to poop Mark and I can't. Thompson does. <laughs> so that was something. Um, the other one was we actually had Yaddle in this yeah. book as well. And Yaddle, I don't think we've ever had any media where she's talked or spoken. But in this, she read Yaddle, which I assume is how it's written in the book just mm-hmm. like normal basic, not in Yoda's sort of speech pattern. Yeah. So that was a bit strange to me. I don't know who made that decision. I don't decision. know if it's just we can't be consistent with Yoda's race or Yoda's just unique. Yeah, exactly. So that was that was interesting. That was interesting to me. I wish we would just get the Yoda thing out of the way so we can move on. I assume we will. But yes, I, it, I happen to. I feel like it's going to happen soon enough. True. So let's talk about some other main characters. Uh, we have Vernestra is back. Vernestra Rowe, who I think we both were really impressed with in uh, yeah. a, a Test of Courage. Mm-hmm. Both liked her. We it's have... It's always cool. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we have her Padawan, Emery Contreras, who... Which we really didn't like, but honestly, I like him more after this one. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I, think, I think we kind of understand him a bit more, but he's, he's a touchy-feely Jedi. Well, we never really got into the empath stuff in the last book, so that was kind of nice that they right. expounded on that. Exactly. We have um, Wreath Silas, who mm-hmm. was into the Which dark. We, liked. We, we do like Wreath. 
his master, uh, Comac Vitus, which I never knew his last name. We, it was just Master yeah. Comac. Yeah. I don't like his last name. I don't. He's just yeah. Comac. He's one word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so Comac was in here. Who is apparently like a like a sex god for everybody? It's like, oh, look at him, look at him. <laughs> we introduce a new character, uh, Sylvestri Yarrow or Syl, mm-hmm. and then her. I mean, by the end of the book, girlfriend uh, Jordana um, Sparkburn Santeca. <laughs> yeah, but she, yeah, Sparkburn, right? Uh, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's her smuggler's name. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So she, Jordana, uh, Sparkburn, who is a part of the Santeca clan, more than likely, you know, fathers. We're just cousins. Yeah. Um, we do have a couple of other little support characters, Xylan Graf. We, we meet, uh, along the way. Um, of our Chris is in this book. Stellan Geos is in this book. Uh, I think we do get Elzar for a very brief moment. Yeah, I don't really remember. I I, I don't remember Elzar. I mean, it says he's mentioned in here, so there we go. I don't know in what capacity. But but by and large, those are kind of our big ones, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we have Nan, who was also in Into the Dark, uh, who is kind of our Nihil. Uh, who mm-hmm. we thought was kind of interesting in our pre- previous book, Marcian Rowe, <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's in here. And then Chansey Yarrow, who is uh, Sill's mother, who is a psychoscientist, apparently. Who would pick the name Chansey for any character? I just want to know. Like, she are you that oblivious in the 90s at all? <laughs> She's a Pokemon. Come on. Uh, any other characters that you feel we should, we should mention here? Cause I, I, I don't know that I necessarily, Oh, look at that. They have a picture for non interesting. Oh, they do really I'll have to check that yeah, out. Look at that. Interesting. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. We, we do have, uh, Lorna for a short period. And uh, the only reason I really mention her is because she does kind of, We'll talk about Lorna a little bit. Technically, call the shots in this book. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am interested to talk a little bit about about Lorna uh, as we go along, but let's talk. I don't know. Do, do you want to talk any any in depth in some of the um, some of the oh, events? Wow. That is not what I was expecting on Nan. Sorry. Yeah, she <laughs> looks crazy young, but apparently, I mean, she was young. But they yeah, have mentioned that a lot. But wow. Yeah. That. Yeah. There you go. So, do, do you want to do events, or do you want to just talk characters? Cause I'd kind of like to get events out of the way, because I feel like characters are the strong point. Okay, Not well, I, good I'm, thing, but. I, I feel like I kind of want to breeze through it, because I, I, I'll i be honest, I didn't really think that the events in the book were all that interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, we, we start with Sylvester Yarrow, who is in her ship, The Switchback. She's mm-hmm. pulled from hyperspace. Her ship is captured by the Nihil. She goes to Coruscant in order to kind of raise the alarm, and nobody really seems to care until we meet Xylan Graf, who is a mm-hmm. rich, uh, like, 20-something-year-old model Annoying guy. character. <laughs> uh, kind of. I, I, I actually... Uh, I kind of liked him, honestly. Yeah, he's... he's um, his personality is, like, he clearly doesn't necessarily fear anything, 
but he's mm-hmm. also clearly a D-bag, <laughs> too, yeah. you know? Um, he hides it when he has to, but he, uh, he is not a great person. No, not really. But Xylan takes uh, Syl on to basically get information, and th- there's a whole convoluted story where, essentially, just as we're moving along, the Graf family has made a deal with, at first, the Nihil, and then with Chancey Yarrow. Mm-hmm. Now, Chancey Yarrow, again, Sill's mom, uh, was thought to be killed by the Nihil. But in reality, she was actually, I, I, I would almost call it rescued by the Nihil, brought mm-hmm. back into the fold, because what she winds up being is like a psychoscientist, like I said earlier, and she wants to make a gravity well generator that you can actually target ships with, which, again, that's something we've explored in the, in the old old canon series and so forth. Mm -hmm. No longer canon legends stuff. Yeah. And what we wind up finding out is that her generator is not really working. It works, but it's indiscriminate. Mm -hmm. So the idea is, is that she is double crossing Martian row and working with the graphs. And then Someday down the line, she's basically giving unlimited graph resources to do this some somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wonder if her story is kind of nixed after this, because basically she's just going to a research facility, essentially. Right. And Marcion is out of weapon. Now, on the light side of things, <laughs> you have Vernestra with her Padawan Emery. And Vernestra's having a kind of a hard time as, as a master to this, to this young man who is extremely empathic, almost to the point where he's starting to lose touch, as a Jedi would say. Well, it really kind of makes him, I don't want to say useless at moments, but it, it, it's very reminiscent of dealing with force visions and prophecy, because when it hits, it just cripples you. You cannot, he can't function. Well, multiple times in this book. Sifo-Dyas, who, yeah. who essentially, you know, for many parts of, because he was hit with such prophecy, was almost useless at times. Yeah. 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 But he also has this almost uh, automatic power that he can't really control yet, where he he takes away people's anxiety, stress, pain. Yeah. Which, which does kind of bring up, it brings up a philosophical question, you know, even if it's for the greater good is it okay for us to take these feelings away from people and not give them a choice you know we're we're essentially controlling people with force which is more dark side even though i mean it's about as light as it gets really when you think about emery's powers yeah it's kind of one of the best like it's the best of intentions but you can't just influence people like that like you have to allow them to feel because the only way that they can get through trauma is to deal with the trauma yeah. You know, and, and just taking it away doesn't help them learn. So, yeah, and unfortunately, yeah, right. Emery only sees the bad side of the trauma because he's constantly dealing with it with everyone he meets. So he can't really True. comprehend this. Well, then Vernestra is also kind of critical of this power as mm-hmm. well. Uh, we also learn that Vernestra has a secret power where, while in hyperspace, when she was a Padawan, she gets force visions. Yeah, which when you think about it, they're a terrible pair. If. <laughs> You know, he just gets hit with a empathic bomb on his nervous yep. system, and she has a vision. They're just screwed. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, for sure. Now, they are hanging out at Starlight Beacon in the meditation gardens and mm-hmm. doing stuff. When they are recalled to Coruscant. I'm really surprised I'm remembering this much detail. I am, too. So, <laughs> so they were called to Coruscant by Stellan to undertake a mission to some sector that mm-hmm. people have been dropping out of hyper- hyperspace for in. And they don't really want to leave. Well, uh, Vernestra doesn't really want to leave. I don't think she thinks she's ready to leave yet, which I I can understand. Well, on sort of the way there, we bump into Reith Silas and and Master Comac, who Mm -hmm. have been uh, basically out there gallivanting around, trying to stay busy because, you know, they're both scarred from the stuff as well. That's how Mm -hmm. they're dealing with it. And we kind of get to see the the friendship between Vernestra and uh, and Reith, who you know were friends as Padwins and all that stuff. Uh, we we get to see Reith's kind of like uh, sort of regret that he he maybe he feels a little left behind because Vernestra was so quick to pass her trials, and then also totally uh, being attracted to her and all that sort of stuff, <laughs> and her complete ambivalence or or obliviousness to that particular feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the complete understanding of Emery and almost like he's sort of like being protective of his master. Yeah, and, I found that pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. that, And they're all kids. I mean, the thing is, is right, they're, they're all, all the same age. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. But they're, they're all just kids and they're, it's like high school stuff. It's like, you better yeah. not like my master. Okay. Yeah. I thought Don't it was funny when he take was take away your feelings. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny when he was left to his meal and he's thinking about it. It's like, why have I uh, suddenly started thinking of her this way? And why do I now want to know what it feels like to be kissed? Yeah. And why, am I ta- why am I thinking about Nan now? Stop it. Yeah, I do think it's interesting that we're really bringing up a lot of those topics, which, um, you know, ha- have been stamped on so much. But they are interesting things to think about because we've always mm-hmm. said that I think one of the weaknesses of the Jedi Order as we kind of knew it before its sort of downfall in the uh, prequels is really how they just didn't actually have that real connection with the Force anymore. They they, yeah. they had been led astray, and, and I think some of that was the influence of Palpatine, but I think a lot more of it was just the path that they took as an order. It just wasn't, it just wasn't well, congruent with the will of the Force. They were fearful of yeah. emotion. Honestly, and yeah. one one thing I'll say, I do like that they touch on emotion and love more in this timeline, but I kind of wish they'd go past just relationship stuff and, you know, maybe a dive into a Jedi who would like to reconnect with their family, siblings, parents. You well, know. They, they got dangerously close to that with Emery because they start talking mm-hmm. about his actual family who, you know, yeah. gave him up to the order when they And then they just couldn't talk about sensitive. it anymore. They just had to throw that away. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah I, he, I, was, I, he actually remembered some of his life before becoming a student, right. which is kind of rare. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I think that, that that is interesting, but uh, it's clearly something we're only really touching on but not really exploring right now. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, we do continue on with uh, with our little adventure. They leave Starlight Beacon with, with Comac and, and Wreath and, uh, you know, eventually wind up on Coruscant. There's a lot mm-hmm. of, like, council meeting stuff that is somewhat interesting, I suppose. But ultimately, they are confronted with 
the two converging storylines of Syl and then Vernestra. And, uh, oh, shoot, what was the senator's name? Uh, she's a Staros. Gira uh, uh, Staros. Gira, yeah. So Senator Staros here, who was uh, Avon or, or Avon Staros's mother from A Test of Courage. Mm-hmm. So she is um, kind of locked in sort of this uh, stalemate with Xylan mm-hmm. in the graphs. Because the graphs are trying to effectively use a section of space for testing and all that good jazz. Not really their real intention, but they basically need Staros's sign-off for mm-hmm. them to even go. Because what their, their guise is is that we are going out to figure out why the ships are being pulled out. Let us do the research. You have to help us. And Senator Staros uses Vernestra and Emery as a sort of a pawn or a tool Mm -hmm. Uh, to annoy Xylan Graf. Now, Syl, being crazy like cognizant of all this, is, you know, sort of keys him in there, and everybody's feelings are all over the place, which Mm -hmm. is understandable. But they wind up doing the mission anyway, and Master Comac and Reith Silas are invited along. So you have, you know, you have a Jedi Master, you have a (laughs) Jedi Knight and two Padawans, um... Uh, uh, Syl and uh, her, well, we kind of didn't really talk about Jordana yet, but like jo- Jordana uh, Sparkburn, uh, Syl's former girlfriend, uh, and then Xylan Graf and his protector thing, which I, I kind of just pictured as like the, the big, <laughs> the, chair. the big. No, 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 no. I don't remember the species, but it was like the thing with the talk box on it, not his dog that likes to be a oh. chair. But yeah, the other yeah. thing that, that they apparently the graphs like have a ton of them. I just I view them as like um, like uh, like the big hero six, just the, the, the <laughs> you know, the yeah. inflatable guy or something like that. It's just totally not right because they had fur. But like picture big hero six with fur. And then there you go. Whatever the heck that right. thing's name was. The medical balloon. <laughs> anyway. Just, just start thinking of them as boffins. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So we have this rather motley crew who are supposed to be undertaking this mission, but it's a huge bait and switch. They wind up going to the graph like Homestead, which is a floating asteroid through space. And and then Vernestra just makes a fool of herself getting all paranoid while they're... <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about individual <laughs> characters, but you're right. Uh, essentially, the idea is that at this point, the graphs are still lined with the Nihil, so they're trying to capture the Jedi. But Syl's okay. We don't want her. Jordana's just like crazy mad, which coincidentally, let's just recap her. So she was a... Uh, I don't remember what her title was, like a deputy or something. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, essentially. But she, she oversaw uh, or helped oversee a planet as kind of like a protectorate along with um, a Jedi who was there as well. Mm-hmm. For the for the Santeca family, that this planet was just bombarded by near constant um, constant attacks by the mm-hmm. Nihil. In the last attack, where Vernestra and Jordana or Jor- Jordana had converged, was due to a vision given to Vernestra by Mari Santeca, mm-hmm. who wants her to find her little puzzle box. Which, that by was the way, Mari Santeca is now with Nan. 
and Chansey in a space station, kind of being probed and yeah. prodded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll have to get to Nan, too. But anyway, so Jordana winds up leaving the planet because they're going to evacuate it and yada, yada, and that's mm-hmm. how she's in the story. So after kind of the somewhat botched attempt to incapacitate all the Jedi... Uh, which they definitely made it sound in the story like they had, you know, were they shooting straight them. Up killed them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they didn't. I freaked out for a second there. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it was. It was kind of. It was kind of a little odd. That would have been an interesting twist to the book. But and they're all I dead. They, until I realized they literally all got shot in the exact same spot. It's yeah. like, uh, wait. So they were stunned. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the it was interesting because the gas the Nihil used in that instance did uh, fog the Jedi's force ability for a while. Mm-hmm. They weren't yeah. able to connect, which I thought was fascinating. Um, let's see. What else happened after that? I guess plots were discovered. You threaten mm-hmm. the old uh, matriarch of the graphs. Uh, you get a ship. She's innocent about and, it, but obviously he's doing something shady. Yeah. Huge rescue mission uh, to the night a Nihil ship. Uh, mm-hmm. Vernestra is able to talk to Mari Santeca, which is kind of cool. But Mari uh, was at the end of her life. You know, basically her her kind of spirit and her body were even disconnected as well. Mm-hmm. And Mari does pass, but before she does, she gives Vernestra one last path. I don't remember what the the place was off the top of my head, but it's supposed to be very important, and I'm sure we'll learn mm-hmm. about it later. It's probably Exegol. Who knows? Uh, no, please no. You must go to Exegol, because in about 200 years, it'll be really important. Foreshadowing in the greatest degree possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, the, the Nihil ship is attacked, defeated, and the, the what was very interesting to me is the defeat of the Nihil was basically and seemingly engineered. Like mm-hmm. Lorna D. So let's talk about Lorna a little bit because Lorna is, in quotations, uh, Sylvester, or, uh, Sil's, in, in quotations, aunt. Yeah, Auntie Lorna, who taught yeah. her how to fight and broke her nose and all that stuff. So <laughs> Lorna is essentially getting captured on purpose to help perpetuate Chansey's further research, it sort of seemed like a dumb plan to me. And, yeah. it, and everything in this book makes Martian Rowe look like a complete dummy. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing we didn't have to interact with him more than we had to because he just... Uh. Yeah, he, he's just been completely outmaneuvered. He's completely outmaneuvered. In he, this he's, book, he's an idiot. Well, I always thought he was an idiot, but in but it this really one, shows it off on this. Like, yeah, Lorna has complete control at yeah, this point. Exactly. So essentially, we get to the point where a the Republic believes that Lorna D is the leader of the Nihil, mm-hmm. so they're technically wrong there. But I think that you might get a bit of a drop of guard. You have the Graphs out here doing Graph things, even though a lot of their assets were seized. Uh, Syl gets a new ship from Xylan, so and her and Jordana can go off and do girlfriend stuff because they're totally back together. Uh, you know, Vern and and Emery are doing good stuff because now they both have secret powers, so they can totally relate. Wonder Twins activate. Yeah. Uh, Wreath is not at the same time. 
not at the same true. time. True. <laughs> Wreath is doing, you know, Wreath stuff. He should probably totally like take that Jedi exam to become a, a you know, a knight sometime. Uh, but his master's not worried about it. Yeah, his master's <laughs> he, not worried about Because he needs him much. to carry books. <laughs> yeah, we, we get more with Stellan being crazy overworked, so that's not looking yeah. good. Um, and then, I mean, really, what else? Did we did we cover the plot? Pretty much. Okay. And we don't get a resolution to whether or not Stellan accepts the Force Whip. Yeah, true. Because that was something that she was really worried about. I don't know why. That was brought up like five or six times. It was kind yeah. Of <laughs> yeah, I know. That was kind of an interesting thing. It's like, yes, because a staff lightsaber is okay, but the whip, oh, that's a, that's a dark side weapon. Well, it, it's just, you know, I guess it's just contrary to typical doctrine of being a defensive weapon as opposed to the mm-hmm. whip being, I guess, potentially more offensive weapon. But really, it offense and defense is on the beholder or on the, yeah. the carrier. It, it doesn't have anything to do with the whip, in my well, opinion. As a, as a combatant, it has to... That has to change from time to time. You can't always be on the offensive or defensive or you get destroyed eventually. Yeah, true enough. Let's move on, though. I want to talk characters because I'm, I was far more interested in character building than I was in the story. Yeah. Uh, so let, uh, want to start with Vernestra? Sure. In my opinion, I think that they made Vernestra a child. I think they I made think her... I think they did a great disservice to her completely. Yeah, which, which sucks because, like... I read an interview with Justine Ireland who said that like Vernestra has been her, she's like her favorite character. Um, I, I think well, that's that, even worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there was so much of treating her like a child in here. Um, even when like Comac and Wreath went with them, it's clearly, and, and I, Oh, you know, no master Stellan just, you know, it's like, we just need more people. Yeah. Okay. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that Stellan was like worried, but I, I also think that just the decision and the writing was kind of like a not a con- not putting confidence in Vernestra. And then even just, you know, I understand her worries and everything, and I, I don't discount that at all, but I just felt like the con- almost constant, like, kid gloves with her got a little bit annoying to me. Because everything yeah. we've read about her, she's just kind of a, a BA, you know? Mm-hmm. she's She was just highly advanced, really interesting character, um... I don't think the development was overall bad, but I just, I felt like, I don't know. I'm looking for that Steven Seagal, you know, yeah. who can just, who can just do well, it. I mean, honestly, that's probably Avar. Probably. And we yeah. just haven't gotten enough time with her yet, but I, I felt like they kind of flipped the script and made her seem like she's extremely book smart, but has no common sense when it comes to street smarts whatsoever. She can't. Yeah, which I don't function, agree with. Function, like she's always a step behind. There's even a few comments about her being a pawn and not a very important one. Yeah. And, I don't know, it just... It... There are moments where they try to redeem her with that. You know, Emery leans on her quite a bit, and that kind of pushes her along. Sure, that's great, but there's just so many times when she's outclassed in so such an easy way. It's just disappointing. Yeah, but I, I will say, at least in the beginning when they were on that one planet, she did take charge over a master. Yeah. So yeah. I think in a lot of ways, it's it's like maybe maybe I'm being harsh and maybe it's just learning. It's just her learning and going through things that she hasn't yet. Because there was a part that I wrote down uh, when Comac had a kind of a, 
a teaching moment with her that I, I actually appreciated. I thought it was really good. Cause like, I think Comac is one of those people that probably wise, I'm not 100% sure why he's a master, but it seems like masters and knighthoods are just really subjective in this timeline. Yeah. But cause to me, I, I, I don't really see him as a, as a master, like at least with Stellan, I understand why he is a master, but sure. I don't want to discount Comac. But at any rate, I think Comac's sort of like little almost father daughter moment. I thought was I thought was okay. I thought it was it was cool, you know. But I just wish that Vern yeah. were more OP. You know, that's just yeah. kind of what I, I I wish she was a little bit more overpowered. I'd be now, okay. I will with say it. they did not do her as great a disservice as I feel they did with Stellan, in that they made him <sighs> yeah. physically as a combatant a very weak character, whereas Vernestra never really. I mean. She was the last one to fall to the stun attack. I mean, she she is competent yeah. as a warrior. It's just mentally she's not quite there completely. Well, I, I hate to say, but I think Stellan is the embodiment of the fall that's going to come into the Republic I feel the same as, way. We, as yeah. we know it in the prequels. And I hate that because I, I, I think that the guy is could be super interesting, but I think he is there again, more representative of the the fall than than the the actual zenith of the High Republic, which sucks. And I think more yeah. of the zenith is probably more represented by Elzar and, and Avar mm-hmm. than it is Stellan. But I, I really wish I, I I wish Stellan were different. But in this book, yeah, because in the fir- in the first book they all are made out to be amazing masters, yeah. not just two. 100%. So it is kind of disappointing to see him fall behind them this much yeah no doubt let's talk about nan who is who is now a hero worshiping murderer instead of like an actual layered character like she was in the first book yeah i don't like nan anymore it's su- it sucks much better in the first book you know i way. i would I, you know what i would have liked liked a, a little like a little mini book where Wreath and Nan meet back up and they have to do a mission and they sort of like maybe try and deal with feelings or maybe try and deal with, you know, the Jedi code and her code. And and then you can kind of have an adventure with them. I thought that that would, that would have been neat, but yeah, Yeah. Nan, she worships Martian Rowe, which I find to be odd. And she doesn't seem to have an original thought in her head. It's just fight or flight. She's 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 just a Nihil. She's, she's she's not very much a background character throughout most of this. I mean, it, from the beginning of the book on, the first confrontation when Marky on is talking to his Tempest and everything, it's like, oh, she's worried about how many people she might have to kill and how do I get out of this and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then how do I flip-flop to survive here and there and the, her final offer? It's like you go through this entire book completely obsessed with Martian and then you turn on him so easily at the end. Yeah. It's just... Well, it's th- disappointing. That could be a saving grace, though, because she did walk away from Marsha. Could be. And we'll could be see. better in the next book, sure. She could also be double agenting, too, but I, I, was, I was disappointed in that. However, Jordana, I like her. Mm-hmm. I think she's yeah. probably the coolest character in this book. I thought she yeah, was I would neat. have to agree. She's pretty awesome. Yeah. So that, that, was, that was pretty welcome, um, just to sort of... I wish we had a picture I know. Like, I wish somebody would just... Out of all the characters that got pictures, I'm surprised she didn't. She's not human, correct? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, she's a Santeca. I assume she's Yeah, I thought a, she was like a halfling of some kind, though. I thought they mentioned... I don't think so. Some weird traits. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's not even uh, fan art. Hmm. I guess it's too new. At any rate, I, I, I liked her. I thought she was an interesting character. Um, she seemed like a very layered person, very laid back as well. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps a very little bit crazy. Very, very yeah, calculating. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe has that touch of crazy, which we all like. Uh-huh. Um, well, we see a touch of crazy. <laughs> yeah, she had that Xena warrior princess uh, throwy disc thingy with special gloves that just murder people and slice them yeah, up. Yeah, which again, this is one of the reasons why I don't see it as a young adult's novel. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I thought she was neat. Uh, I'll tell you, at first I thought her and Syl's relationship was a little boring. It felt boring. Mm-hmm. But... There was a scene. There a scene. There was a part where they were in the cockpit of Xylan's ship, where they laid everything out. And I was like, "Oh, you know what? Actually, that is really well written and cognizant, yeah. and it makes a lot of sense." But it just seemed like so much of the early stuff was like, "Oh God, here we go. They're so boring. Just kiss mm-hmm. and get it over with, you know." But then there was some depth there that I liked. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Although I will say that Syl is. Um, like really thirsty for that relationship. Cause even mm-hmm. at the end when she learns you murdered everybody in here and like hack their bodies to pieces. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care what she did. It's all going to be okay. Please let it be okay. You know, it's like her, her back and forth seemed a little bit disjointed, but yeah, I always hate that character arc where someone is so hopelessly in love that they'll just make really stupid decisions. I mean, there are people like that in the world. I get it, but, the, She's Syl, such a Syl, strong, independent character outside of that. It's weird. Syl is Padme on yeah. Tatooine after Anakin comes back from murdering all the sand people. Jordan is Anakin. I killed them all. All the Nihil. I hacked their bodies to pieces like Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> oh, my God. Jordana, it's I fine. Them. I promise it's fine. And my uh, cat did, too. which by the way that was also a funny thing the whatever the name of her cat dog whatever oh yeah yeah the big cat that was kind of like the the chancellor's but not yeah that that, uh what was it the fact that emery was obsessed with that thing like yeah you will be my friend emery you're gonna lose a hand i thought it was kind of fun emery is a big kid like he i think developmentally (laughs) he is so far, so much more immature than Wreath or Vernestra. Yeah. He's like a little kid. It's yeah, almost want... endearing, honestly. It is. Uh, it, it goes it... back to the empath thing. Yeah. It really does fit. He fit... He's a very well-fleshed-out character in this book, I think, compared to I his agree. last book. But yeah, I thought that... Yeah, I forgot about her cat. But yeah, I thought that was kind of funny uh, that he, he just... You know, well, towards the end, it, like, laid on his lap. And he's like... <gasps> Yeah. Like that, that, like the Andy from uh, from um, Parks and Rec meme. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I, I thought that was funny. It, it, it was it was a good it was good, and, and I am glad that they got their comeuppance, they got their ship, and they were able to go off and and do their thing together. I thought that was right. that was that was cute. Yeah, I feel like they could have a decent little comic or short story of just them. I think that'd be great. I mean, why not? I yeah. don't know about a comic because I think the comics are trying to be too grandiose right now. But yeah, have Justine Ireland just make a story about them off on it. 
you know what? You can't do that anymore, can you? You you can't just have like short little fun side missions. It all has to be tied to the bigger plot. It's like that's what was great about don't. Legends. There were so many small books. Yeah, it's like so you many don't good small books. Well, I mean, in, in New New Jedi Order, like what was the one? Uh, it was just the solo adventure with his buddy saving his people. Like it was just like a oh, side yeah. quest. There was yeah. no there was no using Vong, and it was just solo and his new buddy after Chewie mm-hmm. died on a mission. You can do that even in a series. Yeah. And the only thing that came out of that story was he finally forgave Anakin. Yeah, true. Which was well, important, but yeah, like had you didn't have to have this big overarching narrative. It could be tiny, you know. Yeah, but no, I just that, that's I'm, how, I'm glad that they wound up together. I thought it was cool, yeah. but give me a little short story with them. I think that'd be neat, and it would get yeah. Justina Ireland out there more in the in the mm-hmm. universe. Why not? Yeah, you know, you could tie it into something else easily. I'm sure. What, one other thing that just came to mind, I looked over at the couple of notes I took. <laughs> I thought it was funny when Xylan's bringing all these people to his pad for this sleepover where they're eating starch sticks in the <laughs> diner, you know, the diner before they go to the sleepover. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. it was like, this is such a teenage, like a teenage writing thing here. Right. Which again, it's like you have that dichotomy between it's totally young adult. And then, oh my God, there's so much dismemberment right. and murder that it's like, it's not young adult. But then you have this sleepover and eating French fries. Cause that's totally right. what it is. Right. They're just eating French fries in a diner, you know, slumped over talking about their feelings. And then you have a right. sleepover with his chair dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. silly, but it was funny. It it, it took. It's also me funny bit. when Syl just gets completely drunk off of that crappy wine that she keeps complaining about. Yeah. And then the next day, half of the story is, why why did you pick that outfit? I had so many dresses for. Are you hungover? <laughs> of course yeah. I'm hungover, and I'm not wearing a dress. <laughs> yeah. Again, I mean, like those sort of things. They they add personality. I will say. The plot wasn't very interesting, but the story mm-hmm. had personality. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, Solely it, due to the characters. <laughs> right. It, yeah, exactly. But I, I think that that's good. You know, yeah. I, I think that that's a At the a end win. of the day, character development is what we're looking for in these books, honestly. And we haven't been getting a whole lot lately. No. And then even, uh, I guess we can talk about Martian as well, who I think, it, I think they turn into a giant fool. He's mm-hmm. clearly being double-crossed. We all knew that Lorna, that was always going to happen. Yeah. We assume that Panada is going to come back at some point and cause trouble. And I, I feel like we're really, really close to the end of the Nihil. Like, they're going yeah. to tear themselves apart. And here's the other thing, too. What about his creature thing? Yeah. Who knows? What, what's it doing? Because right now, Martian looks like a complete tool, like a, like a mm-hmm. complete blithering idiot. I wonder if that creature could be used against the Drengear. Dude, I don't even want to talk about that. I, it was stupid. Okay, It was. You know, we were talking before. It's like, I really hope that years down the line, I can look back at Rising Storm and say, okay, it wasn't that bad. But every time I think about like the sticking points, it is so bad. It is. Like... Who the cares sticking points for me are let's obsess about a fair during a war. I oh my god, l- people are dying at this fair during a war. We 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 we. Stellan Geos becomes a baby, and we've got this stupid force creature thing. I I think we beat that <laughs> to death. I don't want to beat it to death anymore. But I was just so disappointed. Yeah. I was so disappointed in that book. And it's kind of weird how they talk it. about 
it's kind of weird how they talk about that in the timeline. It's weird because I feel like at the beginning they're talking about like the fair's about to happen, but then out of nowhere they mention it's like, oh my god, it's a great catastrophe. It's like when did well, this? Well, it was like a year after or something, wasn't it? Right. I I think so. Maybe. I think I think it was like a, it's supposed to be like a year after. I mean, all that I remember is Vernestra is now seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> Which they mentioned too many times. They did. <laughs> And I'll, and I'll tell you, I mean, we, we being the detail guys, I, at least me, I definitely obsess about writing. And one of the things that you guys all know, because I, ta- I tell you every time, I get really, really annoyed with repetitiveness. It hurts mm-hmm. my soul. I can't stand it. Well, and it I feel, feel like, like they can't think of any other ways to articulate a thought. Yeah. It gets it, annoying quickly. Yeah, saying the same, okay, I wrote this down, kinky hair. How many times do I need to hear kinky hair? Like, trust me, we, I have a picture of her. I get it. But yeah. get a, uh, uh, um, what's the thing that gives you alternate words? A thesaurus? Oh, is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. Uh, Get get one of those things, you know, or use English. a different descriptor altogether. Think of something else. It, 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 don't it, even it, don't even obsess about talk about hair in ten different ways. Talk about something else. Yeah, or or something <laughs> like that. And that that again is like I felt like there was. I don't hate the book because it did have personality, and I I actually came away caring about the characters. It was just the fluff story that I just didn't understand mm. why this is a thing. It just didn't make any any uh, inroads for me. You know what I mean? I don't care about the Nihil. I don't. I don't care about no. them. I, I don't want care about the, the Dremgear. Honestly, I don't care about the Sentecas or the Graphs. Yeah. I really don't. Sentecas yeah. are okay. Graphs, are, they're throwaway to me. I don't care. Well, they're, they're just We greedy. are dealing with a sentient plant race that can just completely ruin your day. Why are we worried about everything else? Um, so the, the matriarch, uh, Catronia, Catronia. I, I forget how they pronounced it now. You know, I wanted her to be so much more of a gangster, but she really oh, yeah. wasn't. She was just an old she lady. She was a grandma. She was yeah. a grandma. Which which sucked because I think I really honestly do think you missed the boat on her character. She should have yeah. been a gangster. And the you double know? cross, you saw it coming from a mile away, so it wasn't yeah, even 100%. worth making her act that way. Yeah, and and re- really the the story the story was predictable. But again, I appreciate the characters, and that's what I'm mm-hmm. trying to hold my hat on. And and, and you usually know what? for any young adults, that's how we end up feeling at the end of the book. Truthfully, I mean, story's oh, hey. never the strong point. <laughs> yeah, I found fa- I found my big hero six person. Basha was the oh, name. Uh, Gregorian, they're yeah. they're Gregorians. And okay, yeah. The, oh man, yeah, yeah. I remember this thing. Yeah, they basically look like giant white yetis. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 They downplayed that a little bit then. Uh, they, when yeah, you think about it, I just thought of them as lumbering, fluffy things. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I just, and and again, I I don't want to be disrespectful towards the writer, but like, if you're gonna focus on the graphs, you have to make that matriarch a gangster. 
If you're yeah. going to focus on, you know, Marcian Rowe, who's supposed to be like this big bad guy, you got to make him a big bad guy. And if you're not, mm-hmm. make Lorna D the big bad guy. But no, she's captured. But it's her plan. Yeah. You know. Nan. Nan, I, I, am, I, I think I might be the angriest about Nan. I am so annoyed. Nan could have turned into literally the new ruler of the Nihil. And she might. She had that kind of potential to me. She might, but I just, I'm, Maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed. I don't like the characterization. But now and she's set up to be, what, a, a contractor? What, what did they do with her again? I think she's supposed to, like, go back to Martian and basically be, like, a spy. I think that that's what they're setting mm-hmm. her up for. And I feel like the, the idea will be for Wreath to come in and try and save her. Sure. But I, I don't, don't think I, but I don't think she needs that's saving. Not gonna, that's not going to set up good writing in the next Listen, book we see her in. What she needs to be is Kira. Yes. And that's, that's how I That's who felt. Nan should be. That's what I felt like in the last book she was in. Yeah. That's what she was set up to be. Maybe there will be a change. I don't know. I just didn't particularly enjoy her portrayal here because she just seemed like a hero worshiping child that I, you know, just the strength wasn't there that, that Claudia well, Gray wrote she, into her. And she was somebody that things happened to. She did not control any situation. I mean, she literally was signing her death that her death note over watching Lori Santeca. Yeah, and, well, here's the other thing, too. You, you remember some of it where she was talking about drugs, like doing the drugs? Yeah. When, when I first viewed her character, I would have never thought that she... And again, I'm not bashing drugs. I'm not trying to do a PSA. But, like, her character that was in Into the Dark was in control. And drugs, most yeah. of the time, make you, can, can take away well, some at, of your control. I wouldn't well, see her Panada. doing that. Uh-huh. <laughs> or uh, the other guy that we never remember that died in the first book. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that guy. <laughs> I can't even remember the name of the guy who replaced him. Didn't yeah. he get blown up in this? Was he the one that died? I don't know, man. I don't <laughs> think so. But I don't know. But, yeah, I just, I just was, I was disappointed. Nan was the biggest disappointment to me. I just I, I wish that she would have been the cure of this story, and then we could get a little book with her and Wreath doing a side quest. I mm-hmm. just think that would be cool. Yeah, but nope, not gonna happen. It could eventually. You I don't know. think it will be. All right, what else we need to talk about? Are we forgetting any characters specifically? Uh, probably. I mean, probably. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know, man. None that stand out to me at this. point. No, I think we've hit the main characters. I mean, we, we like Jordana. I think she was a nice uh, addition. Uh, Silvestri uh, is interesting. Could be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Vern needs to get back to being OP. Mm-hmm. Emery has become very fleshed out. Uh, Wreath is cool again. Uh, Comac in, in his is second uh, book. wasted potential. <laughs> but but you know what Comac gave off those dad vibes and he I appreciated yeah. the conversation I think he I think he did enough I also mm-hmm. thought it was funny when he got really angry about being knocked out I thought that was funny too <laughs> as he yeah. was staggering around because like here's out of control uh, normally normally controlled manicured dad who is uh, you know who, who is now out of control dad yeah <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny yeah. um you know, we talked about Nan. We talked a little bit about Lorna. Talked about Chansey, um, pay, or Matriarch of the Graphs, Xylan. 
I don't know. I think we've hit pretty much most of the characters uh, that that mattered. Yeah, yeah I'd for say the most so. part. Let, let let's hit ratings then. Let let's do uh, let, actually uh, out of five. I, well, I, I brought up a couple. Let's see what the rest of the world is giving it. So Amazon has uh, out of one hundred and eighty two ratings, we have four point five out of five stars. Most of them sixty five percent being five star, twenty two four star. Not much, not many one stars. So that that's not too bad. Uh, <clears throat> Barnes and Noble isn't worth it. They only have two ratings. Nobody does Barnes and Noble anymore. Goodreads. Who knows? Goodreads is four point zero six out of five stars. With most of them being four star ratings. About forty three percent being four star. Only one percent one star ratings. Two percent two star. So nobody like mm. going off the deep end. But yeah, four point zero six. Eh, not bad on Goodreads. Uh, I think that yeah. was all I had pulled up here. So, yeah. Yeah, not bad. But yeah, we'll go out of five. Um, go ahead. What, what are we going to give it? <sighs> I am going to kind of give this book a bit more of a pass than the last few because I don't feel like any young adults book, the story is going to be the strong point. I typically think it's about characters. And in that field, I think they did really well. So I'm going to give it a 4.4. It was not a good story, but it was. I really liked what they did with some of these characters. Vernestra not being one of them. <laughs> I really like uh, what they did with Emery. Um, we have a couple of really great new characters with Syl and Jordana. I like what they did with their story, although there were some points where Syl seemed a bit too obsessive. Um, I, to me, I feel like any book where I get two potential spinoff books I would like to see from it, I think that's a win. So, yeah, I'm. Vernestra is the only disappointment for me. Story didn't matter. So, okay. so I, I also pulled up Utini. So overall, Utini gave it an eight point four. So they do out of ten. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Pretty. Pretty good there. I will have to say though, Utini tends to be pretty nice. I think. Yeah. A good, re- great resource, but they tend. We really, to be really haven't had nice. any bad reviews for any of these books, to be honest. Which is odd oh. because no one's really like. If you hear people talk about it on YouTube, not a lot of people like this whole High Republic thing, but the reviews are high. It just, yeah, it depends on where you're looking for sure. Um, so, yeah, I guess for me, as far as rating, it was a it was a good overall book uh, with a kind of boring plot, uh, predictable. But the thing that saved it was character and character development. Uh, we got some new characters that I really enjoyed. We got some return characters that uh, weren't too bad. Obviously, Vernestra... I, I kind of would have liked to have seen in a little bit more of a bright light. Um, I am getting a little bit nervous because it does seem like we're constantly going towards the fall of the High Republic instead of highlighting the High Republic, uh, which kind of sucks to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think overall it was good. What did you you said four point four? I I don't know. I, I'm thinking about possibly a little lower. I was kind of thinking 4.25. Um, okay. Still a decent read. Uh, overall, good book. Um, it just needed a better plot, and, and it really needed to trim the fluff. 
I, I, yeah. I really felt like in a lot of cases or a lot of times where I just felt like um, too much fluff. That's all. Yeah. Not bad. Just let's cut down on some of that crap. And I'll tell you what. I'm getting to the point where I almost think we're doing ourselves a disservice by going through the audiobooks. It's way more convenient, but I, I think that. Is I, it I'm fair s- to review a book based off of things that Audible does? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just they're reading word for word, so the words are there. Yeah, but you you don't set the pace because your mm-hmm. mind's not doing it. I'm probably still going to continue Audible because I still have my credits. <laughs> Best but, way to do it. I've yeah. got too many credits. I need to pause. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I did that recently too. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I kind of wonder about that sometimes. But anyway, decent book. Could have used some polish, but nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, we are at the end of that, this book. Are we at the end of the episode? Is there anything else we need to chat about at all today? Uh, one other note on the just the final rating side of it I didn't mention. I, I'm i not one to squirm away from violence, but I felt it was a bit kind of over the top being a young adult's novel. It was a little weird for me. Yeah, no, I can agree. And we, we've talked about that a little bit. I, I do think it was a little bit gratuitous for for a young adult. And I, but other I than that, I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't, I don't feel like that really changes the score for me any. I just wanted to mention uh, that. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think we're both in the, uh, in the same boat there. It doesn't quite yeah. change anything, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. So well, other than that, folks, no, I think we're pretty much good to go. Cool. Good, good. Well, folks, uh, hopefully you enjoyed. We would love to hear what you guys thought of this book. Uh, you can interact with us on Twitter at TC Plan Podcast, on Facebook, or you can just write us an email to tcplanpodcast at gmail.com. Again, love to hear from you and just get your general observations or opinions. Obviously, you know, us being the detail guys, we have never once missed any detail but if you do have if you do have (laughs) some uh please be sure to let us know we we again we we actually do enjoy enjoy hearing from from everybody and and seeing what your opinions are um but yeah i think that that is it for this week hopefully you guys have a great rest of your week and as always may the force be with you